what am I doing to uh, de-risk working with that person, right? I don't know if they work out, but this is my procedure to uh, understand how likely they are to work out. Welcome back to 4 Entrepreneurs, 5 Entrepreneurs. I am Eric Burdi, episode 27. With us this week is Victor Veronica from Crush Scoring. Uh, Victor is a serial entrepreneur. Although he looks young, he has a long, extensive background. Um, he came to me, uh, came to us uh, through a mutual friend of ours, Teresa Kuhn, who I absolutely adore and love, um, who I'm still trying to get on the podcast. But Teresa said, you've got to talk to Victor. Victor is about four steps ahead of where uh, I want to take uh, this podcast and this journey. Uh, so it is with excitement, I get to pick Victor's brain today on how he is meshing uh, entrepreneurs, uh, other other business owners, other tech companies into uh, his platform to help other businesses. Victor, I know this is a long introduction. Uh, how you doing today, man? Hey, Eric. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, long intro, but spot on. So thank you so much for having me on. So give us your backstory, man. Absolutely. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a tech guy. Uh, you know, been a nerd all my life. Typical nerd kid in high school. Um, and uh, so I went for computer science in the early days um, and uh, then just wanted a tech career, have a job, be a, be a developer essentially. And that's what I did in the beginning. I uh, was a developer in a few startups in the local scene. I'm, I'm German, so I was in Berlin, Berlin, Germany, um, working for a few startups. And until one day, just randomly, I uh, met Ukrainians, they asked me if I wanted to join their company. And so I did. We launched a Ukrainian software house, an outsourcing software house, classic thing. You know, you're, you're getting hit up on LinkedIn probably every day with uh, requests from software houses selling their services. And um, well, I just went for it. Uh, it was a very fun and wild ride. I've never been to Ukraine. I've never done this before. Um, I do have an Eastern European background. Uh, my family's Polish, but um, I was never really uh, into that culture a lot. I've, I've had no experience with it before. And um, so it was very interesting. Also, I didn't speak Russian or Ukrainian, so it was completely foreign. Um, needless to say, that company completely failed the first one. Uh, I, we, we quit, we split up again. Um, but it was so fun that we, we said, okay, we're gonna try it again. Um, and we did, and we ended up building an 80 person company. Um, I was in charge of sales. Uh, the entire operations in Ukraine were run by my co-founder. And um, so while I was doing sales for, for the software house um, in Western Europe, uh, remotely to the States as well, to the UK, um, to Australia, we had clients all over as you do with such a remote business. But um, while I was doing sales, um, I realized that most of the leads coming my way and anybody who ever worked with a software house before might feel like that too, is that at least half of the leads were not actually that much of a fit for, for my company. Um, but, you know, most of them, unless they're like really in the wrong place, uh, you try to work with them anyway, right? Especially when you're in sales. I mean, most definitely when you're in sales, you just want to make that close, right? And, but I, I didn't feel good with that. I saw that some of the projects where I knew they weren't a good fit were, were kind of failing in the end and they didn't work out very well. 
And I was like, damn it, I, I knew it, right? I knew it. Um, what can I do to help more people? Not just a few, literally, who are coming my way. And so I started um, probably not really, um, probably my, my co-founder wasn't very happy about that, I guess. But um, I started pointing some people towards other agencies, other developers, other contractors, who I thought were just much better fit for that person. Um, and at some point it occurred to me that, hey, that's, that's actually what I should be doing. Uh, I want to help people. I want to help more people. I want to I make sure they work with the right software house and that their projects are a success, that people who understand their business, their technology, uh, work with them in the way that they need uh, to be, to be both, uh, handled, right? And that's how I founded TrustTrain. So what TrustTrain does is I match up uh, entrepreneurs, software entrepreneurs, mostly SaaS businesses, um, I match them up with developers and software houses from Eastern Europe. At least that's what we've always been doing until about last year. Now we do marketers as well, designers, all that stuff. So we expanded a bit, but that's kind of the core idea. And funnily enough, I was doing the very same thing I've always been doing. It's kind of sales. Uh, because for me, sales is not pushing anything. For me, sales is being a good advisor, help, uh, being helpful and um helping someone reach their goals. And I've just continued doing that thing, but from a different perspective, I was now the independent broker. And uh, that kind of changed everything for, for this business and its scalability. So absolutely, I think once, uh, you know, once you kind of get over that, that mental hurdle of you don't have to close every deal and, and uh, you know, have, if you have a mental mindset, and Dan Kennedy always says that uh, pros focus on the relationships, i.e. helping, helping the person you're talking to, um, amateurs, they focus on sales. So they're just trying to get that, close that deal, get that next lead. And we all need leads to, uh, generate income for our business. It's just how you go about getting those leads. And if you focus on, uh, helping and serving, um, your client or your prospect or whoever you're talking to, instead of how do I get that person to sign on the dotted line? Um, business just kind of evolves and takes care of itself. So this journey from um, the Ukrainian software house uh, to trust shoring, was there a pivotal moment in there? Or was it one day you woke up and like, hey, my superpower is connecting people or was it a process? Um, I think many people feel this way. It was, um, it was being stuck in this sales role for a very long time, not really understanding what to do with it um, and kind of circling around this matchmaking thing, which was literally just a baby step from what I've already been doing. Again, I've already been pointing people towards other agencies. Uh, even before it, it occurred to me that this is what I should be doing. So in the end, it was very incremental, but the moment I realized that this is what I should be doing, this is how I should position myself. Um, that was literally only one, one moment. I just, it occurred to me through for some reason. And once, once I, I, I had that idea, I repositioned myself and started talking to people, not as a salesperson, but as a broker 
And that changed it because that was exactly what people were looking for in a market that was highly, highly complex, um, highly segmented, uh, where there was a lot of potential fraud, uh, a lot of vendors who were just popping in to make money, very hard to verify uh, who is actually a good fit, who actually has genuine references and testimonials on their website. And where, of course, um, in my, I mean, if you hire people halfway around the globe for, um, let's even say, below 10K projects, uh, even even larger ones, it's actually not really possible to enforce any contracts that, that make it feasible. So there were a lot of vendors who, who were just fraudulent, basically, and they knew they could get away with it. So in that kind of a market, this is exactly what people wanted. So how do you find and vet your vendors? How do you find and vet these companies to help, uh, you know, help build software, help build websites, help build, uh, you know, SaaS uh, apps? You know, how do you how do you how do you find these companies and how do you vet them? Uh, this is very glad you're asking that because um, most people uh, most people ask exactly that question: How do you vet people? And of course, we do have somewhat of a vetting procedure, but um, our vetting is. Uh, the best vetting you could have because vetting more or less means, well, what are my criteria? What are the test tasks? What am I doing to uh, de-risk working with that person, right? I don't know if they work out, but this is my procedure to uh, understand how likely they are to work out, right? It's like with recruiting, with interviews, things like that. But our vetting is is better in the way that I've been almost living in Eastern Europe. Now that's how often I've traveled there for the past five, six years. I've worked on these projects. I work with these agencies. I built one myself or two for that matter. Um, we just launched our third. So we actually just launched another agency in Eastern Europe in Warsaw. Um, and uh, once you know how a certain person works, once you've already worked with them, once you know what they're good for, how they deliver, this is the best vetting you can have. And that's basically what we do. Our network consists of vendors who we have firsthand experience with. So it's, it's a small-ish network. It's not like we're not trying to amass thousands of, of vendors. No, we, we have less than 100, but proven ones. And I, and I love that. And that's why uh, Teresa said I should talk to you is because I, I think you helped her out on a project. Um, yeah, that's right. And she was very impressed by, you know, they came to you and said, hey, we need X, Y, and Z designed and built out for us. And uh, you put the pieces in place to help her. Um, so how many, you know, how many companies are you, are you helping? Um, and where from around the globe are they? I know obviously you're, you're Eastern, Eastern Europe and uh, United States, at least somewhat. Yeah, so our, our vendors are mostly in Poland and Ukraine. Uh, some are in other countries as well, but that's kind of where the bulk is. That's where I travel most often as well. And now the other side, the, the client side that we're matching is literally all around the world. So um, we have naturally a lot of German clients because um, that's where I'm from, but um, a big base in the US, big base in the Nordics in Europe. Uh, so Switzerland, no, no, of course, not Switzerland, Denmark, Sweden, Sweden is what I wanted to say. Switzerland we have as well. 
uh, quite a few. So uh, the German speaking countries, at least partly. Um, then we have uh, the UK, a lot in Canada, and a few in Australia and New Zealand. But um, most of the time for Australians, it's way easier to work uh, with agents because of the time difference. How are you finding these clients? How's TrustShoring finding these clients? Well, we started from from a networking classic. So I was I was in sales, but never in marketing. So I I really sucked at marketing uh, back then. So I was I I did the only thing I knew I knew doing basically uh, that was going to conferences. Um, and the first time I went to such a conference, I was just standing there trying to pitch people, you know, my, my success moment was when someone accepted my business card only to throw it into the next bin. Right. Um, and, uh, so that didn't work, but the next time I went to a conference, I went there because I actually liked it and less to sell. I basically gave up on the selling idea already. I just wanted to go to that conference. And so what I ended up doing is I just ended up talking to people, having fun, grabbing a few beers, learning something, making friends, basically. And suddenly people wanted to buy from me. So that was kind of one of the initial shifts on, on how to even sell, um, is that I was basically making friends. Uh, and um, that's how I started this business. Because in the beginning, when you don't have that much proof, you, you, need, you need to build relationships somehow. And if you don't build them on the basis of any existing proof, well, you, you, you better build them on, on, you know, being helpful and friendly and, and um, just being a good person people can trust in general. Um, so that's what I did. That's how I kickstarted the business. I then, how it gained traction is that I basically became a digital nomad for like a year. And um, I traveled to all, basically all the countries where we have clients. Um, I was somewhere else every three, four days mm -hmm. um, and having meetings nonstop, not really sales meetings, just meeting up people, going to events, um, grabbing coffee with that person who just wanted a small WordPress site for a couple hundred bucks. Um, people are really, really, really glad you come halfway around the world to meet them, especially in a bit, I would call it more remote areas like Israel. We have a lot of clients uh, that are, are in Israel, but not many people actually go there because it's not that much of a typical tourist destination unless you have, you know, Jewish heritage or, or uh, something like that. Uh, so people are actually really, really thankful if you, if you come uh, all the way to Israel and, and visit them. So um, that's how we built a very solid client base there as well. And um, that's how I kind of grew it. And um, until, until the business reached uh, a state where we had a lot of referrals. So from that came a lot of referrals and we were able to sustain the business from that. I know there's better ways to scale or even kickstart a business doing inbound marketing, but that's not something I was good at. So now we're, we're um, I've hired a head of marketing last year. Um, now we're starting to scale inbound. Now we're starting to take care of SEO. We're relaunching the website. We're, you know, writing guest blog posts, building backlinks, all the things that you do, but that's not what I did to start the business. Um, I really wasn't good at it. Gotcha. So I'm a, I'm a client, I'm a business owner. I need a WordPress site. I need a 
uh, I, I, you know, I have this idea for an app. Um, what does this process look like? Uh, you know, give me who I talk to first, give me timelines, you know, just sort of typical project. I know obviously, uh, you know, you could take six months and spend a million dollars, but let's just say you're a smaller business owner and you have a 10 to $15,000 budget to build a, build a website or build, uh, build, uh, you know, some systems. Uh, for inbound uh, clients and or a marketing presence. So what, what's, what's that timeline look like? The, the process doesn't really differ uh, whether you're uh, looking for a small website or whether you actually want to hire 20 people full-time uh, to build your SaaS application or to scale. It really doesn't, doesn't differ that much. So you, have, you essentially have two calls with me. The first one is the discovery call where we get to know each other, where we chat about your business, about the growth, uh, about your goals, about especially what I'm trying to find out is not just, you know, the basic criteria, like what kind of technology are you using? What, what do you want to, um, how should that work? Uh, what roles do you need? But especially uh, what knowledge you have in-house. So how capable are you of managing these developers yourself versus how much uh, handholding do you need? Depending on that, I pick a different agency who is either much better at, at guiding and has a much better process themselves, but they're more expensive versus um, if you really have processes, a CTO, product manager, everything in-house, you know how to work with remote people, then it will be a cheaper agency that uh, doesn't provide as much handholding. So that's kind of um, a lot of criteria that we, that we choose and that we, we try to figure out. And then we go back into our network. We see who's a great fit. We, we check who's available, who's interested in this project. That usually takes about three business days. Then we have our next call where I present um, the client the options that they have, one to three vendors that I have for them. I explain exactly who they are, what they specialize in, how they work, what their pricing is like, what they've done before. And um, then I ask them, so who would you like to talk to? Either one of them or all of them, they have any questions. And then I will just uh, introduce them to that vendor. We'll set up the first discovery call and then they take it from there. However, whenever they have any questions or need any advice, or maybe even run into any issues down the road, um, I'm always there for them. I emphasize that to help, to consult, to, to give advice, or even mediate uh, completely for free. So that's, that's what I do. Awesome. So do you have a backend software that you're using that you have your network of vendors uh, that when you get a project in from a client that you're now you know, putting on you know, a, a job sharing site, or do you just have these contacts where you, you reach out and say, Hey, Hey, Hey Tom at, at XYZ, uh, webs, you know, whatever website, um, I've got this client that's looking to build this SAS application. Um, you know, it's, it's, the, can you help them? Like how, how do you connect yourself with the job to the vendor? So it, it of course started as everything else with an Excel spreadsheet. Um, that's, that was, that was the early days. And, uh, I then replaced that with pipe drive with a CRM. Um, and, uh, pipe drive and most CRMs work semi well because, uh, they have, they're built for a one to many relationship where I'm one vendor and I work with many clients. However, if you are trying to match people up, 
uh, so many clients to many vendors, um, you end up having trouble scaling this system. So initially we were in Pipedrive, most CRMs work similarly. Uh, probably Salesforce could, could be configured to, um, to, to adapt to our needs, but I was no Salesforce expert, so I, I didn't even consider that. Uh, what we ended up doing um, at a certain point, but always using the easier options uh, until they were just exhausted and, and couldn't scale anymore. Right. Uh, what we ended up doing is quite frankly, building our own CRM. Um, so we have our own matching software in the backend where we uh, configure uh, everything, create briefs for projects, and then match people up to vendors, track the entire sales pipeline for every deal with multiple vendors if, if necessary, and also, um, well, everything else that our business does. Uh, so that is, that is custom software, but, um, uh, you know, only, I only built that when, when we were at a scale where it made sense. Now, when it comes to job sites, so we don't really publish those deals. We don't invite everyone. We already, um, invite a few selected vendors we already think are a good fit here. So we first have a kind of matching tool uh, where we see who's the best fit. Then we invite a couple, see who's interested, shortlist them, present them, and then invite, uh, connect at least one to the client. I love it. I love it. So yeah, you got to a certain point where Excel just didn't work anymore and you had to build your own, own software, which is you know the business that you're in. So that makes total sense. So where do you see yourself in, uh, in a few years, man? Where do you see yourself in three or five years? Uh, good question. Um, so this business is definitely scalable. So we're working hard on that. Uh, help more people basically make progress in their own companies uh, by making use of remote talent um, because hiring locally can, can take a long time. So, and all around that space, that's what we want to do. Help startups grow, um, launch or scale. Basically, that's that's what we want to do. And we want to be adding more services uh, in that niche. So one uh, that we've just launched is a marketing agency. So we have a marketing agency for SaaS in Warsaw, Poland. And um, so that's working for our clients now as well. And uh, we'll see what, what time will bring. Um, Education-based more education-based content, maybe a community, anything that's, that's in that space. And uh, we'd love to build a few ventures of our own too, as anybody does, uh, a few SaaS businesses, but um, we'll see. I don't want to spread myself too thin either. <laughs> I, I have a tendency of doing so, and it's always backfired on me so far. I think all entrepreneurs have, have these ideas that they, that they, that they want to pursue and that's what, you know, keeps us going, you know, maybe only one out of 10 hits, but that's, that one can be phenomenal. Absolutely. All right, Victor. So how do listeners, viewers, uh, startups, entrepreneurs, small companies find you, uh, learn more about you, uh, get in touch with you about uh, their, their uh, technology needs? Uh, well, uh, our website is www.trustdrawing.com. You, you'll probably link that somewhere. Um, I am on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm fairly active there. Uh, I am on Facebook in a, in a group called SaaS Growth Hacks. I'm pretty active there. It's a very good group if you're running a SaaS. Um, 
but um, also I want to I want to point out to anyone who's in a in an intransparent market with um, projects that are worth um, a bit more. Um, so any consulting projects like that to think about maybe if they want to start a matching business as well, because if you like, if you like talking to people, if you like socializing, if you like traveling, if um, you want to help people find the right vendor for anything, you know, whatever industry you're in. Um, I think this is, this is, this is a very solid business and I'm happy to help anyone who'd like to, to understand how they could do it. Uh, so I don't, I don't have a course. I don't sell a course. I don't do consulting, paid consulting or anything. I'm just happy to share what I've learned because um, there, there's been a lot of things that I learned over the past years. Awesome. Yeah. That's why that's how Teresa connected us because she heard my vision for four entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And so you got to talk to Victor and in our, in our call on two weeks ago, our pre-interview call, you know, I, I took a bunch of nuggets out of that and I will attest that you are very, very helpful. Um, you've been down this road before. And, um, so thank you for joining us, Victor. I appreciate you. Appreciate it. More than welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So Victor Peronic, Trust Shoring, episode 27, for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs, and we are 